Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. started working it like a business no joke i would meet with like three guys a day i would do breakfast i would do coffee for breakfast i would do a quickie little coffee at lunch and then right one right before dinner sometimes if i thought he was really cute i would meet him for dinner but i would always explain to them i am here to have sex i want to have sex and um i'm we're gonna meet i'm gonna qualify you and then we'll decide what you know if the act is going to occur Welcome to Honey Do Me, a podcast that goes into the bedroom and beyond, hosted by Emma Norman and Cass Anderson. Here at Honey Do Me, we don't have all the answers, so we chat with experts, educators, and badass changemakers to get them. We are here to remind our listeners and ourselves that what we're going through is normal, that we are worthy of love and pleasure, and that we are all in this together. So tell us, honey, how do you do you? show well, i don't know i want to sound more and more like a car salesman in the beginning <laughs> of these episodes that's my goal and that's where i hope to be that's what makes people year. feel safe car salesman nothing quite like that nothing safety. quite like them so mm-hmm. that's my goal i hope everyone's doing well yeah stop playing with your cord I can sorry hear it. sorry i get fidgety you fidgety bidgety <laughs> How's it going? I'm doing well. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing okay. Yeah. The other day, someone described me as attractive but exhausted, and I said, that's true. I love that for you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. It felt really authentic to me. It felt very seen, I yeah, imagine. Yeah, because I am attractive, I know, <laughs> but I'm also, like, always exhausted. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I felt felt good. What did we all. call you? What did we call you earlier last week? um dangerous yet but sexy oh hot but uh, dangerous hot but dangerous so hot but dangerous attractive and exhausted (laughs) we've got a good vibe going for us i love it yeah those are our new names so you did something fun this past week you did you did phone sex oh my (laughs) god Uh, (laughs) i warned you emma's like do we have a story to tell and i was like i have something to ask you about she was like i love it so here we go oh my god i'm not telling you anything more in my personal life yes i am this is fun um you love the attention i mean i tried i've tried how did it go it was fun it was i it took me a minute to warm up to it Mm -hmm. um so what was done i guess i'll tell you is we were talking on the phone i guess i'll tell you in graphic detail (laughs) explicit detail we were talking on the phone and um they asked me if i'm just like laying down in bed and like where my vibrator was and i was like oh she's over there (laughs) and they're like go get it i'm like okay okay and so nothing was really shown Mm -hmm. but it was more like i had my vibrator and thought that counts i inserted it (laughs) something was inserted at some point during this call i'm not naming names (laughs) i'm not saying what and who and where um and so that was just like and then we just started talking and kind of like mm-hmm. talking about things we've done like or during the day yeah you know like how i've <laughs> i took a I shit this morning <laughs> talked to unemployment office yeah. things, then my like, mom light conversation i'd okay. say um but so it wasn't necessarily like dirty talking over the mm-hmm. phone but it was just talking about things we've done or that we want to do in the mm-hmm. future when we see each other um and like i didn't like orgasm or anything or like show him stuff Mm -hmm. but it was just you know i had it in and it was that was really fun and like saucy yeah and i just like it's i was more vulnerable than i have been on the phone because we were on facetime we weren't just calling each other that's visual that's visual audio visual (laughs) visual. 
Unless you're muted. <laughs> I wasn't. And yeah. So it was it was something new that I've never done before. Um, mm-hmm. And it was fun to do it with Tim. So yeah. uh, I would do again. And I would love to start like exploring my boundaries. But that was definitely our fir- my first step over my boundary line of things I've been comfortable oh, with. Okay. I thought yeah. you were saying you want to push your boundaries and see like how far can <laughs> no, I fucking take this. But I wasn't expecting it. So I mm-hmm. wasn't like willing to do a lot beyond mm-hmm. what we did. Um but I'd like to warm up to it a little bit more and then see where I go from there. See where my journey continues. That's fun. I I love that. So the first half of this podcast will always be (laughs) new sexcapades in our lives. That's kind of fun, though. That is fun. That's why you're here. We're just trying stuff out. We're just... (laughs) You're the pervert. They're the perverts. They listen every week (laughs) to us. (laughs) Emma has some stories. No. You assaulted that man (laughs) trying to walk his dog. They haven't heard that yet. You will. Emma assaulted a man. (laughs) In the best way. Yeah. Anyway, what are we doing that's not assaulting today? We have a wonderful episode for you today. We have on the amazing Layla London. So Layla is a blogger. She's a podcaster. And she actually fell into like a three and a half year celibacy spell. Mm -hmm. Um, Not totally on purpose, but it just happened. And then she realized that was not what she wanted to do. And she totally overhauled her sex life. Mm -hmm. And so she's here today to help us do the same. She gives us such fun steps to take in order to really rev up your sex life and also tell such fun stories. Oh, I'm so excited for you guys to hear the stories. Uh, On that note, we will see you on the other side. (laughs) Yes, we will. Yeah. Goodbye. Would you tell us how you got to where you are now? Because you... Have an amazing story. Yeah, I um, how I got where I am now is just basically I ended up celibate for three and a, three and a half years, and I just woke up one day and said, "Oh my gosh, what you know? What the fuck am I doing? I need to change this, and I'm wasting the pretty. I need to get out there, and you know, I need I need some connection. I need you know some physical touch." So uh, basically within 10 days of making that decision, I had sourced a guy and, uh, you know, we were, we were doing it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So where did you, like, how did the celibacy, and if this is not a part of your story that you want to go into, that's totally fine. But how did that celibacy stint happen? Like, where did that, yeah. where, how did you get there? You know, I think like a lot of people, it creeps up on you. It's not like I intended on it. I was, Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of a type A workaholic. You know, I was just career, career, career. And it just kind of got to the point where I started to feel like relationships were, would take up too much time and it was time consuming. And, you know, slowly over time, I just somehow convinced myself that I didn't really need those things or, or they weren't important and it wasn't on my radar and it sounds odd, but before you know it, three and a half years is just gone, you know, poof. And then, you know, I had this woke up one day and went, Oh no, wait, this, I gotta, I gotta raise the Titanic here. This cannot, (laughs) this cannot happen. Absolutely. I actually really relate to that. Something that I have not really felt comfortable talking about was in between like my late high school boyfriend and the partner that I met in college, like later in college, I didn't date anybody or have sex with anybody. And so it was this kind of like accidental celibacy Mm -hmm. period. And for me, it was really, I was so uncomfortable with myself that I didn't want to put myself out there with anybody else to even initiate that process. So Mm -hmm. it was just like, well, it's just me. Mm -hmm. And that's how it was for a long time. And yeah, during that time, of your celibacy, were you still like keeping up with a masturbation practice or was that part of yourself also disconnected? I was barely, I mean, really barely. And it's it's kind of like you just get into this mindset where you lose that side of yourself. You let that part of yourself go. And somehow, like I said, you start to believe or think, that's just not that important to me, I guess, you know, or maybe I'm not that sexual. I mean, it's, I should be wanting to have sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was the same for me. It's like I would every once in a while. Um, but I always felt 
honestly, I would always feel a little guilty afterwards. I'm not sure why necessarily, mm-hmm. but I just, at that time, I was also not really sure what was going on with my sexuality. I'm bi, and that was not something that I was claiming at all at that time. It was something I was really pushing down. And so I think even like stepping into a masturbation practice, I would have had to admit a lot of things about myself. Mm -hmm. And at that time I was just like, nope, I'm not a sexual person. Just like you were saying, it's like you kind of just take on that identity. And obviously there are people who are asexual. And so that's not saying that that is not a valid identity because it is. But for me, it was very much like I am deciding I'm not a sexual person because I'm scared of what claiming that sexual self would actually mean. Right. Yeah. I wasn't necessarily celibate at all, but I can identify with kind of the feeling that you both are describing, which was when I was in my relationship and we were having issues with sex and I started like losing that masturbation practice and not like fantasizing, not thinking of myself as a sexual person. And I was like, oh, I just, I've just phased out. Like I don't masturbate. I'm not really that sexual anymore. That's just kind of who I am now that I'm an adult. And I would talk to my friends who I've known for forever and talk about this new like self that I thought I had. And they'd be like, Emma, you were like the most sexual person that I like remembered. Not since like pre-K. Since pre-K. <laughs> yeah. But pre-K. you were, <laughs> But you were always talking about sex or masturbation or fantasies or what you wanted to do next. And so I feel like it's deeper than that. And it really can be. It's kind of crazy how you like feel like you're just chalking yourself up to this new person, but maybe it's just something else in your life as well. I think it's, I think, I don't think you're going to hear a lot of men telling this story, but I definitely think it's more common with women. And, you know, we either, it's just like, we either are, we aren't, we're either that supermodel that looks perfect and we think that's sexy and stuff and the images we're seeing in the media. And I'm not blaming the media. I'm just saying, I think that sometimes, you know, we have these perceptions and, and you start to go, oh, well, I don't, I'm not that exactly. So Uh, you know, maybe like you said, I'm I'm phased out. (laughs) It's that idea of like, am I sexy or am I cute? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like I took on this identity. Like I'm just cute. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just somebody's like family member. I'm just somebody's friend. Like that was kind of it. Those were all of my identities. So right, right. Yeah. Which is very different from now hosting a sex podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Totally. And I feel like uh, what I've done through that is made it made myself more mindful of it. I've made my I've made my sex life a priority, and I've made it fun and exciting and something that I do want to focus on, and I that I, and that I do get to focus on every day. Mm-hmm. So it when you're thinking about it, I feel like I'm walking around like this. Is this what it's like for men? Because I'm now I think about it all the time, mm-hmm. and when you're thinking about it you know, I mean, other parts of your body are responding. I'm more, you know, lubricated. I'm wet more often. I'm just like, you know, I could be soaking through my yoga pants sometimes. I'm like, (laughs) Oh, I'm going to get home. Uh Oh, you know, I'm, I'm getting turned on. Yeah. Yes. I feel more alert. It's like that muscle memory. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've got a, I've got, I've got a little boner. You yeah. know, like Everything, yes. just a stiff wind will turn you on. That's right. Right. Well, I'm really interested to get into how to make sex your priority. But I also want to start with what were those 10 days like for you? What was that right after you decided like this is stopping now? What were your first steps and how did that process unfold? Yeah. So I, I, since I'm a business person, I just kind of really approached it like a business. I was very, I, you know, still that type A about it. Right. And I'm like, okay, you know, if you have any, any goal business-wise or anything, whether it's, you know, weight, you know, you want to weigh, weigh less, you want to exercise more, you want to eat better, all this stuff, you know, you have to focus on it and you can't really manage what you don't measure. So I said, okay, I'm going to uh, make a sex bucket list. I want to make fun. I want to do something fun that I'm going to want to participate in. I sat and thought about what are all my fantasies. I put, wrote them down and I said, I'm going to put, and the other thing is, okay, I got to put myself out there. So I got on some dating apps and I really started working at like a business. No joke. I would meet with like three guys a day. I would do breakfast. I would do coffee for breakfast. I would do a quickie little coffee at lunch. And then right one, right before dinner. Sometimes if I thought he was really cute, I would meet him for dinner, but I would always explain to them, basically I am here to have sex. I want to have sex and, um, I'm, we're going to meet and I'm going to qualify you. And then we'll decide what, you know, 
if the act is going to occur and at a later date, it wasn't like meet and we're going to go right to it because I had to have chemistry. Mm -hmm. I had to be, you know, turned on and like the person I had to find something redeeming about that. But I basically just, and I knew again, it was a numbers game, you know, cause people are going to be flaky. Your schedules aren't going to match up. So I just was like, boom, boom, boom. And I just was super, super systematic about it. I was like, kind of like a machine. And that got me some great stories, some, a podcast, some amazing (laughs) friends with benefits. I mean, so much came out of it that really changed the, my trajectory. And, you know, now here I am five and a half years later podcasting and still doing it and just loving it. So did you have to overcome any of those feelings of I'm not a sexual person? Once you made that decision, was it still hard to put yourself in the position of like, all right, I'm going to have sex? Or were you just, did you just flip a switch and you were ready? No, it was more like, uh, it was more like fake it till you make it. You know, mm-hmm. I literally, I was, I felt awkward again. I felt like, oh my, you know, nervous. And, um, but I, didn't act like that, but I, that's really what deep down. Yeah. I was going through all that. And I got really lucky because the first guy that I met, uh, was really attractive and very witty and charming. And he knew the backstory and, you know, and I was just like, okay, you're going to be the first guy I'm going to have sex with in three and a half years. And he was so nice about it. And, you know, we, he really courted me, you know, like, I mean, it wasn't just like, okay, you want to come over at five o'clock and, you know, I'm going to stick it in you. No, it was, we went, you know, we, we started to kind of date a little bit. We went out to dinner and then, um, he got a hotel room and he had all these, um, candles and he had music, music going, he had his playing. <laughs> Love the music. <laughs> I mean, he like really, really put in an effort and made it romantic and, you know, and touched me the right way. So it was, it felt very natural. Um, but I was still, nervous. And, uh, I actually did not have an orgasm that first time. So, um, I, we made sure that we did it again so that I could. <laughs> so that you were able to finish. See, that's yep. the kind of casual dating. I feel like I could do the way you're describing it is like, you still have that like kind of courting period, even if it's shorter, but it's still like showing that you're invested in someone and seeing that they're invested in you with your clothes on and, you know, outside of the bedroom. And I think that would also really be a turn on for me as well. I like that. Yeah, you know, it was, he, he was really, I, I lucked out. I mean, he really was like kind of the perfect person to sort of kick all this off. And we, we had, um, you know, we saw each other for uh, quite a bit after that and, you know, it was just very fun. Yeah. I was going to ask if he stayed a casual friends with benefits type of situation for you. Yeah, it did. We did. And then, but then it got a little funky because, um, he, we, we both started to develop feelings, but I was handling it better because I was like, I was opening up this whole new side of me. And I was like, okay, this is fun. I want to have the same fun with that guy and that guy, you know, and like, I want to scratch this off my list. And so, and I wanted to, I really, for the first time in my life, I wanted variety and, um, And I didn't mind, you know, I was like, Hey, I'm kind of owning this, you know, like I don't, if nobody else likes it, that's okay. But this is what I want to do. And I was very upfront with, with him in the beginning that I'm going to see other people. And, you know, I, I've got this bucket list and I told myself that, you know, this is the goal I wanted to accomplish and I'm going to do it. And that, that, that means I won't be coupling up. And, uh, it got to the point where he got, you know, it was hard for him and he didn't, didn't like it. And I understand all those feelings. Um, but there's a, you know, there's a, there's a difference between having them and just speaking openly about them or having them and just kind of being a little passive aggressive and, and funky about it. So we had some funky little moments and, you know, I just was like, you know, you're not treating me the way I would like to be treated. So Mm -hmm. see ya. Yeah. Yeah. Setting good boundaries and advocating Mm -hmm. for what you want, what you started all of it for and like staying true to yourself. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So is that really how you overhaul your sex life in 10 days or less is like make it a business? Yeah. You got to, I mean, anything you want to see results out of, you've got to have 
action steps, Mm -hmm. you know, like, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I want. What's the goal? How long? I mean, you really have to put some parameters to it Mm -hmm. and then, okay. Then it's like, okay, how am I going to execute on this? And that's what, that was the kind of, you know, if you want to call it speed meeting or speed dating or whatever, I was just like, do you, you know, I would, I would move it, move it along. It's like in the sales process, you know, there's, it's a cycle. So I was just like really, really expediting it and turning that, turning it real fast, you know, like, okay, I like you. Yes. Okay. Let's, well, I don't need a bunch of chit chat. Let's meet face to face and see if we have a connect, if there's a spark. Mm-hmm. And then if there wasn't, you know, I would say, Hey, nothing personal. We don't know each other. It's, you know, it's one of those things you can't put your finger on. You may not like me. I don't like you. There's no, we don't have to have any expectations, but let's just see, you know, if, if we do like each other. So once, once that was, you know, that step was check box was checked off, then just, move to the next point, which is, okay, let's go on and let's go out. Let's have some fun and hopefully some sex. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So when you found somebody that you were like, yes, I want to have sex with you. And you know, you have this like bucket list. Would you be like, okay, we're going to do this off the bucket list. Like, did you have a plan in your head with each like sexcapade that you went into? Or was it just kind of like, oh, they're also into this. Let's do this. How did that work? Uh, well, they knew, I mean, I was, I was very upfront about what I, I believe in, uh, you know, just transparent, you know, mm-hmm. transparency and being honest with people. And so that's why I was always just letting them know, you know, I'm, I'm not looking, I, I don't want a one night stand because sex gets better when you know each other's bodies, but I'm really, you know, in this fun, playful exploration mode, I've got my sex bucket list and that's always fun. You know, guys love to talk about that. And, and so then you kind of would sit there and go, well, what can we work on together? You know, like, which one do you want to do? And what, and a lot of times there, something on your list would definitely align with something they want to try. And so, you know, it was fun for them too, because, it helped help them, you know, gave them a reason to try something that they hadn't done before, because now there was somebody that's really open and wants to explore and have a good time. So, um, you know, it just kind of moved from there. Mm-hmm. With the sex bucket list, how do you make that? Like if somebody doesn't really know what their fantasies are or isn't sure how to start exploring that, what are your recommendations? Because honestly, for me, especially when I was in that like celibacy period, I wouldn't have known what to put on that list. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I, well, I I didn't, and to be honest, I I really didn't either. I mean, I kind of had to sit and think about it and I was like, okay, let me, let me get on Pornhub Mm -hmm. and let me look at, you know, there's so many different subjects and topics and let me look at some stuff and say, Oh, is, do I think this is arousing? Oh, that's, you know what? I never thought about that, but that's kind of hot. Okay. You know, cause now it was like the possibilities were opening up to me and I'm like, I can, this is my list. I can literally put anything on there that I want. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was going from very, very straight vanilla. So there was a lot of directions that I could go. And, uh, <laughs> that was the fun part, you know, and it didn't have to be, didn't have to be like, Oh, it's the, it's the sleaziest, naughtiest, sluttiest thing I can think of. It was just like, has you know, it's it was things that I always thought would be hot and I've never tried. And then things that I never thought were hot, but when I watched them, like, you know what? I think I could I think I could be down with that. So, you know, I'd put those on there and there's no there's real no really no rules to it because you can just keep adding to it. But what I found is once you start once you open that door and you start going down that road, when you have these specific experiences with, you know, checking things off, it opens one, one little act opens up 10 more doors and makes Mm -hmm. you think of 10 more things that you never thought of. So it really builds on itself. You could just settle with a short list and it will grow from there. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's encouraging. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so with all of this, and you kind of touched on it with going into Pornhub and seeing what you were interested in, did you try to expand on your own like masturbation practice then while you were exploring other partners and like what you were interested in? Did you try to try to focus it at home first too? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? That's a really good question because I didn't, per- I didn't do that per se, but what I did do recently, I did um, March masturbation madness month where I, <laughs> Love yeah, that. I, yep. I, I, um, had to masturbate and I tried to get the listeners that, you know, listen to my podcast. I tried to get them to do it too. 
And so I had to masturbate for uh, once a day for the full, you know, 31 days of March. And do you know what was really interesting is you don't, I mean, it changed the way I thought about masturbation. I now kind of think, think about it, whether am I masturbating mindfully or I'm just kind of being mechanical and trying to get off, you know, what mode am I in? I did, you know, I tried, okay, with porn, without porn, try some sex toys, no sex toys, rock it old school with your hand, uh, you know, and, or make myself like, okay, how fast can you do it? How long can you stretch it out? You know, how many can you have? I mean, it really, I got super creative with it, but what I was, so what I, the biggest takeaway from, for me was, um, learning more about touching my own body and reconnecting with it and just being like, wow, the more familiar I am with it and the more mindful I am when I masturbate, which sounds kind of funny, right? Mindful masturbation, (laughs) but you, it really makes you a better lover. You, you know, you take that out with, to the people that you're with. And I was just like, yeah, I mean, I really, I was really making love to myself. And how often do you really do that? That's you know, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I was like, I got into it. I totally got into it. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to make love to myself. I love that. <laughs> well, we've totally touched on that in previous episodes too, where it's like the more, you know, your own body, the better lover you can be to someone else, the better, the way you like know the how better to ask, you can receive, the better you can receive because you know mm-hmm. what to ask for. You know and how facilitate to facilitate receiving. Yes. <laughs> so I yeah. totally understand where mindful masturbation is it's key. It's key mm-hmm. to understanding because I've been on autopilot or I was before I, we really started the podcast in my masturbation practice. It was just like, I know exactly how to get an orgasm. All right. In and out, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. I, once I've really started exploring how my body can achieve an orgasm, it's like one, they're fantastic. Like, yes, it takes a little bit longer or it can, but they're like mind blowing. And then sex is better. So it's, mm-hmm. it really does just like open up your whole world. Yes, absolutely. Well, and you can have, you know, and, and the other thing is I got to really focus in on having, you know, the the different ways that I can have an orgasm. So whether it's clitorally or on my G spot or, you know, back on my, with a lot, a lot of pressure on my A spot, it just, you know, there's, there's a lot going on in there and, you know, you can either just, like I say, be a little bit disconnected and just like, okay, uh, you know, I'm going to rub one out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've all been there, right? You're just like, you're a little aggro about it. Like you just got to make it happen. I know. <laughs> and, then sometimes, and then you're like, no, I'm losing it. No, no, no. Yep. I got it back. Mm-hmm. I got it back. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> like a race car driver. Totally. It feels like you're yeah. constantly going up and back mm-hmm. and swerving around. Yes. Yeah. And that's not super, you know, I'm like, okay, I got to be, you know, I want some, I want somebody, I want my experiences with others to be better than what I'm doing myself. So I first, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to really try to focus on that a bit and make that happen. So Mm -hmm. it was, uh, it was a really interesting month. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we talked about making a bucket list and then sort of that like speed dating. Is there anything else that you did to really overhaul your sex life at that point? Any other big moves? Probably the next biggest thing I did was, um, podcast about it. I'm like, the next step was I'm going to document this. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this social experiment with myself for the benefit of others. And, you know, that was like, that was going to be my, my gift. And I've done, you know, I've, I've done it anonymously. I stayed, I've stayed anonymous this whole time, which is really quite fascinating. Um, so nobody knows, you know, I just say, I'm like, you know, I'm like the girl next door. You just don't know who, you know, who it is, who the curious girl is, um, could be anybody. And, um, I decided that, yeah, I was going to document it. First, I thought I was going to, my, my idea, my brainchild was that I was going (laughs) to, I was going to blog about the sexual encounters and then just podcast about sex in general. Um, and then I realized how painful writing was for me and how awful I was at it. And I had to give up that pipe dream and just, I came to realize I've got the gift of gab and I really enjoy that. So I just switched over. So there's actually, a lot of people don't know this. There's a you know, the first part of this whole, you know, series, I guess, if you will, is, uh, is in blog form and it's, it's on the website. So you can read, like, I, I kind of separated it out that way in the very beginning. I was talking about sex, but every encounter that I had with someone, uh, was a blog. And then I just said, scrap that 
you know, and just started, everyone, everyone got podcasted about and some of the guys come on the podcast. So that's, that's really fun. So yeah. fun. Oh my gosh. So yeah. for, so for people who are listening and want to take that next step as well, but aren't going to, you know, jump on a podcast, what yeah. else would you recommend about like with reflection? If that feels like a really important step in overhauling your sex life. Yeah. Well, so the one thing that the podcast gave me was accountability. Okay. Even though I didn't know who was listening, I knew people were listening. And so I had to, you know, sort of, I don't want to say live up to anybody's expectations, but, you know, I had said out loud to strangers, you know, that didn't know me that uh, this was my intention. I was going to do this for a year and knock the, this is my bucket list. And so that gave me accountability. If I would definitely recommend, you know, tell somebody, somebody that can, you know, hold you accountable, someone that can help you, you know, like, okay, how you doing with this bounce ideas off, you know, maybe mm -hmm. they'll be creative and add to your bucket list for you, or maybe they want to do it too. Like, I guess get like a resurrect your sex life, buddy. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Make it a club. Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure give me long enough. I'll think of a clever term, but um, yeah, I mean, you need, it's important. Like if with any goal, if you're just keeping it to yourself, there's a, a high probability you may just let it fizzle uh, because mm -hmm. there's times when real life and things take over, right? And you're like, I don't have time, or I don't want to end, I don't feel like it, all that, all that. But um, it's pretty easy to get into because it's very pleasurable. So it doesn't take much, but it's also fun to be able to share it as well. I would love to know how you have managed to continue making sex a priority in your life because for me, I know like I've been with my partner for five years and sometimes it's just not our priority and it gets put on the back burner and then we'll realize it's been like a long time since we've had yeah. sex and it's like it's so easy to be like well tonight let's just watch a show instead or actually I need to do the laundry and it's like we've talked about before in episodes how we'll end up doing things that we don't even enjoy doing over masturbation and sex which are obviously things that we enjoy but it's like we're still choosing these other things. So how do you make it a priority and continue to do so? Yeah. So I just, I feel like, first of all, I feel like women can really uh, be the ones to take the lead on this. And, you know, you don't even have to tell him, you know, you're doing it. Just do something, one little thing. It could be small. Maybe you send him a, you know, sexy little picture of yourself or, um, you know, just make a little list like, okay, this week I'm going to you know, I'm going to stick my hand, you know, I'm just going to kind of rub his leg a little bit, be a little flirty, whatever, you know, small little things, but do one or two little things. Don't tell him do one or two little things every day. And then those are going to start to accumulate, you know, and you don't even, like I said, sometimes you can fake it. You know, you can, you may not be in that mindset, but once you get yourself going in that direction, it's not hard to maintain because let's face it. I mean, I've never, I've never had an instance where I was like, eh, yeah, I mean, I wish I didn't have that orgasm. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So you, you, uh -huh. you get the reward, but I think that, you know, just start doing it because men are kind of a little more sexual than we are anyway. And they'll start to pick up on it, you know, and just be like, Oh yeah. Well, I don't, what are you talking about? I don't know. You know, and just let him, let him figure it out. Like, what are you, after about a week, he's like, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> and you said before that, you know, being a businesswoman, you did get caught up in that part of your life and making that your priority. So did you ever feel that creeping back in when you were taking that year to take that like sexual overhaul? Um, did you feel it slipping and it being like, okay, sex and being a businesswoman are my priority. How do I make both of these a thing? Yeah, not not so much in year one. I think mm -hmm. after I, you know, because I was on the high of yeah, it, like oh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I've got my orgasm glow. Yeah, I'm having mm -hmm. a lot of orgasms, a lot of fun sex. I mean, it's been honestly, I have to say, just hands down, one of the best things I've ever done, best decisions I've ever made. And then after that, yeah, it does. After about the first, yeah, maybe a year and a half, two years, then I had to really. Uh, you know, kind of decide, okay, different things come up, you know, it's like, well, do I, do I, A, do I still want to do this? Okay. It'd be so easy to slip back into old habits. And then, but I really realized, okay, no, again, you got to keep it a, make it a priority. Now you got to change it up. Maybe I want more. I was kind of focused on just 
the acts of things and not being connected. And now I'm like, now let me switch it up. Now I want to do this stuff, but I want to go deeper. Now I want to go to my scary place. I really want to really test the boundaries with trust and connection. And I want to, you know, this year I want to go deep, you know? And so I would, then I would that change the emphasis, emphasis of it up. And it just, again, that kept it interesting and kept it new and kept it exciting. And I think that it's the same thing with, you know, for couples, whether you're solo, you know, like me, or you're in a couple, you're coupled up. It's just that you, it's work, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, if, I guess if if that sort of takes the wind out of everybody's sails, I'm sorry. It is, it is just something you got to work at, but it's fun. You know, I mean, it's the reward is there. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. not like, you know, I mean, it, it feels good and it's fun. And if you just sort of work on changing the, the emphasis and you start to see, there's like these chapters to it. There's, you know, these chapters in your life. Uh, like I know we podcasted earlier and I was saying, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to be tied to any one thing for any length of time. It's just like, this is the, here's, uh, this is my emphasis now. And maybe at some point, you know, something, it will be different. Maybe I will finally try my threesomes, which Mm -hmm. I've always been wanting to do, you know, it's like (laughs) when it'll happen. And then maybe that'll be my year of threesomes. Maybe that's all I'll do. I don't know, you know, but I'm just 365. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that mindset that we spoke on earlier of, you know, maybe right now I'm doing this, but tomorrow and next week I could be doing this. And that, Mm -hmm. I think that really helps, like you said, keep it fresh and interesting and keep you stimulated and keep you really focused on, what you came here to do, which is overhaul your sex life. So yeah, I really think that that helps because I do definitely get caught up in like, nope, that's my identity. I'm, I'm a monogamous person. I'm not a casual sex person, but it's like, but you have these fantasies. It's like, maybe you kind of are, maybe Mm -hmm. you should try it just once. And if you hate it, don't do it, but like, just try it. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have to get tied, you know, tied to the labels. It's funny what I, you know what I've loved so much about five years of podcasting about this stuff is, is that I get to see my evolution and it's, you know, and it's been documented and it, for me, it's so fascinating just to watch, you know, where I was the first year, the second year. And if I tell you what, I love catching myself where I said, you know, Oh, I'll never do that. Or I will Mm -hmm. never try that. And then boop, you know, here I am in year three, like, (laughs) Loving that. (laughs) Absolutely. And and instead of like being embarrassed about that, I, I will call myself out on it and be like, yes, there you go. And it just helps me again, stay even that more excited. Like, you know, there's so much out there to do and experience and there's no shortage of it. And you just don't know where this is going to take you. So to say never, you know, it, every time I have, I have to eat those words. And I, I actually love, I just love that. I actually love that, that, um, I have been open and I've let different things come in that I never expected sexually and how fun it's been and how much I've learned about my, myself and why other relationships, when I thought they should be this way, why they never worked Mm -hmm. because as I started to explore, you know, your sex life really teaches you about yourself And so that's been just the biggest value really is like, oh my gosh, you know, now I get it. Why that guy that looks so great on paper and that I thought I was going to love forever and and I should just marry him, even though it was like, oh, I'm not, he's, he's, he's good, but I don't have that, you know, wow, fireworks. I know now I know why I get it. I get why those guys, I kept having that same pattern and repeating it, you know, and it wasn't working because that is not my type. (laughs) such a valuable lesson especially for someone that constantly think everyone's the right person like yes that's correct i've won and then it's like nine months later well that didn't work so yeah (laughs) that's so true i love the idea of letting yourself evolve Mm -hmm. even if it's something that you said absolutely never and then being like actually i love it like before we started doing butt stuff not together, but yeah. together <laughs> our first time. <laughs> yeah. <butt stuff>. Um, <laughs> but before I started doing butt stuff, I was like absolutely not on, yeah. not on my bucket list. But now yeah. that I've done it, it's like, oh my God, it's so much fun. I want to try every butt plug out there. Like <laughs> they're just kitless. so, yeah, a butt kit. A butt Perfect. <laughs> and it, I think it relates back to that idea of like, oh, I'm not a sexual person. 
And it's like, actually, you can be whoever you want to be. And that can change daily. And it, I yeah. know, that just feels so freeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same saying you're not is the same. Almost. It's almost it's in the same genre as being like, I will never do right. that. Mm-hmm. Totally. You just have to. Absolutely. Well, I'm just right now. I don't I don't really see it. But, you know, you never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say that about scat play. I'm like, you know, I just know. I'm pretty sure like 99.9% sure that I will never, ever do that. But, well, you know, I've, I've said things like that before. So is that, <laughs> is that poop play? Yes, piss and pee. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. okay. Yeah. Scats. <laughs> it's like, I think I know that word. I think I know that word. I say that about deers. Yeah. Deer scat. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, it's, I know one of you at least is not much up for the bodily functions. Yeah. Extra bodily fluids. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, with my, I'm sorry. I'm not that person. You're that person. I'm that person. But <laughs> with, you can go for it. With my last partner that I had, he like tried stuff that I thought I would never be interested in. And then he did. And I was like, okay, I'm here for it. I will take it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you can just expound on those boundaries just a little bit and saying never is like, but have you tried it? Yeah. <laughs> but have you played a little bit? So yeah. it, it is interesting when you think you have a boundary of like, no, and then something happens consensually mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If I push you to say what one of those things might be, would you be willing to share that? I would, but I I would share the one that you don't like. That's fine. Go ahead. Is that all right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay. So should I? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I asked. So so I think it's it's probably the kinkiest thing I've ever liked and ever been into. We were in the bath and we were just being a little silly and he would spit on me in the bath and it was just very playful. It wasn't uh-huh. like, it wasn't like a serious, we're about to get sexual thing. Um, but then my head was like, oh, I think I kind of liked that. And he's like, I didn't like it. <laughs> he's like, that was felt degrading, didn't it? And I was like, in the best way. Yeah. <laughs> in such a good way. And so I didn't think he was going to try it again because he just kind of had an aversion to it immediately. But I was like, whoa, I liked that. And then we were doing um, we're doing sex. <laughs> we were having sex, but with blindfolds. So like I couldn't see what was happening. Yeah. I was the blindfolded one. I was one. just going to say, were you both? We were both blindfolded, blindfolded <laughs> trying to find each other. He's just spitting. No wonder the things room. went back. <laughs> but I was blindfolded and then we were having sex and all of a sudden he like spit on me and I lost it. It was one of the most like erotic moments I've ever had during sex. And he did it a couple more times, um, throughout the night. And it was like, it was insane. It was, it was like a whole different feeling of that I've never had before. And it was just so much fun. So something I never would have thought I would have tried. Like you had no idea. No like you fucking had, idea. Had never seen it in porn and been like, maybe no, or no. anything like that. And then he did. And I was like, found my next thing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, super interesting. Super mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. I encourage all of that stuff. And, and there's been so much that I just, I've no, like I've never had anybody. You know, when you said the spitting, I thought where I thought you were going is like, oh, she's gonna let him pee on him. No, 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 not there, yet. Like, not yet. Here, here comes the here comes the piss play. They're in the tub. She can just wash it right off. Oh my um, gosh, I'm still a few steps behind on that. Okay, one. <laughs> okay. I've never I've never done that. Uh, had let anybody pee on me, but. Um, I, th- at this, you know, and I never used to think I would, I don't know that it's going to do anything for me, but I think if somebody wanted to, and we were in the shower, you know, I'd be like, you could start with a toe or a foot or something, you know, like, let's, yeah, let's, a little shower peeping, uh, but I'm not, don't, not in my mouth, like not, you know, no, nothing yeah. like that, but some people like, they like it. And I guess where I've really open expanded my mind is just like, well, you know what, what goes on as long as there's consent between two exactly. adults and, and if that's what they like and, and it's not illegal, you know, mm-hmm. and doesn't involve minors or you know, anybody underage, then, you know, hey, have at it. Exactly. If it's consensual adults, like if that's what gets you going, if that's mm-hmm. what gets you off, like why shame yeah. yourself into saying like, no, that's not right or this isn't something yeah. that I should be into? Like why? Mm-hmm. Who said? Who says? Because the person yeah. who's saying you shouldn't be into that is probably also saying you shouldn't have sex 
in general. Yeah. So it's like, you're already not listening to them. You're already not going to listen <laughs> right. to them. Tuning them out. But I do know what you mean. The spitting is hot. I like it when a man spits, you know, like spits on my pussy and like uses it for lube, even though it's not the best lube, but mm-hmm. I like, you know, we'll let him think that but, <laughs> just, you know, but just the act of it, I think is like, that turns, I'm like, Oh, that's hot. And bef- before I started doing all this, I was like, ew, why would you do that? You know, like that doesn't, that seems gross. You know, mm-hmm. and now I'm like, yeah, you know, I just, cause it's so raw and primal and you're in the moment. Primal. And- mm-hmm. That was the word that I was just going to say. And that's what we were talking about in our uh, shower, sex. shower sex episode was like, oh, why would we do this? Cause you know, neither of us necessarily had like, like the, our favorite experiences yeah. there, but it was like, it feels more primal. Maybe it's because one yes. of the elements is involved. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. but it's like, those primal things, while spit is not my thing, it's mm-hmm. like I understand that aspect of yeah. it, of just like the wild, it's like in the moment, I have messy. to have you. And mm-hmm. yeah, the mess. Yeah. The mess. Ugh. Yeah. Take it over again. <laughs> yeah. Man, not everyone. Don't like walk down the street and spit on me. But like, <laughs> if, I, if I tell you you can in the bedroom, then Ask you can. first. Right. <laughs> Ask first. Yeah. That goes with everything. Yeah. So we've talked about your experiences with these partners and how they've kind of opened up what you're interested in and who you are. So what makes a really good partner? What makes a great sex partner to try all this stuff with? Okay. Um, a lot of really, really honest, a lot of honesty. Uh, and from that, when you're able to be just super honest with somebody, someone, you know, it's very empowering when you can be. So even from the, you know, in the beginning where I was like, I really put it into practice where I was just put it out there to the guys, like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm looking for. I do, you know, here's what I would like and what I don't like. And, um, and then, you know, someone will suggest, it just opens the dialogue and, and then they'll suggest things and you're like, Oh, you know, maybe that'll work. But, but when you, once you start with the honesty, you feel like, you know, you, you can do anything with them and that trust starts to build. And then that when, when you're and then vulnerability. And when you're able to go to all these places that we normally are like, eh, shy away from, and then you add the layer of hot sexiness to it, it will be like the best sex of your life. Mm-hmm. And because you really, it, that is, you know, to use that word again, that is when it really does become primal mm-hmm. because everything else is t- teared down, you know, just comes down all those walls, everything that comes down and you guys are just rocking each other's world. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it's just <laughs> like, mm, oh my God, this is, uh, it's the best. Yeah. So it just really starts with, you got to just put it out there. It doesn't have to be eloquent. You know, it, you can, it can even be a little bit more of a, in a defensive way. Like, well, this is what I want this is what I don't want. Boom, boom, boom. But over time, you know, but guys, I find really when you're on the receiving end of that, you really respect it. Mm-hmm. And, and so, but, and then it also, again, it just allows that other person to feel like, Oh, well, they're, they're open and honest. So I can be that way too. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things, you know, build off of that. Mm-hmm. So important to have that communication. We've touched on it time and time again, and it always rings true. I feel like, did you have to learn, or maybe you already are, to get more bold with your rejection and you're like calling people out once you started this journey for yourself, like I'm not going to waste my fucking time and I'm going to tell you, or have you always been that way? I've, I've all, I've always been, um, a very direct in my thoughts and the way I see things. Uh, I haven't always vocalized it as much because, you know, sometimes in the work environment, you have to tone that down, but, this, the fun part is that this whole, all of doing all of this really gave me license to, you know, what I say, I just, I have no filter. So I will just say it. And, um, and I try to be, I try to be as nice as I can, but I'm also mindful that you're an adult and I'm an adult. And so therefore, you know, we should be able to be really honest with each other. And sometimes that's not, that doesn't mean coddling and being, you know, the, 
I don't want to say not being kind because that's not really the word I'm looking for, but just it can come across as maybe a little curt, but I call mm-hmm. it direct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so such good advice. So mm-hmm. clear. And I feel like anytime that especially women are direct, it's often taken as bitchiness, which mm-hmm. is really unfortunate and just misogynistic all around. Yeah. But, so I love like that just direct example. And I think something that we get asked a lot is like how to bring certain things up with a partner. So it's a little different than rejection, but you're really making me think about this is like, well, how do I say that I want to start using sex toys? Or how do I say that I'm interested in this other thing? And what we tend to say is like, just say it. Like it doesn't have to be perfect and it can be messy and it's just being open and honest. And that's all that really matters. Like you don't necessarily need the magic words of how to introduce those things as long as you're being authentic. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like you really emphasize emphasize and capture like that authenticity throughout dating and being with somebody mm-hmm. yeah or you know um and so and I get it because sometimes sometimes it's just hard to for people to get you know get over that hump like they want to express themselves and they don't really like you said they're not really sure how to say it so a lot of times what I recommend for if, if someone's having an issue like let's just take them toys or whatever mm-hmm. you know uh watch you know put some porn on or put something on yeah. with your partner where there are toys involved and, be, and then go god that's kind of hot what do you think yeah you know, just like oh my gosh mm-hmm. look at that Woo. Like more neutral, like what's your opinion on that? Not saying like, I want to do this now. Yeah. Being like, mm-hmm. what do you think about this abstract thing? <laughs> yeah. Like, mm-hmm. look at the way she's touching herself. Oh my gosh. looks like she's, that's really kind of doing it for her. Mm-hmm. I wonder, huh. You know, I wonder like, if you touched me in that way. Yeah. If I would yeah. have the same reaction. <laughs> yeah. Let's try. <laughs> you know, or, or just even, wow. Just plain old wow. You wow. know. <laughs> <laughs> They'll pick up on it. Yeah. Just a, just an Owen Wilson. Wow. You know? Yeah. I'm pretty sure, you know, that's a, a lot of times, you know, that just, just opens the door wide enough that they'll take the ball and run with it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And so to wrap all of this amazing talk up, do yeah. you have any like crazy sex adventure story off the top of your head that you can tell us from the year that you spent exploring yourself? Or any of the years. Or any of the years. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. I have to sit and like decide which one. Oh, yes. I mean, I have I have things. Sometimes people will, because they always, I say, start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to listen to the podcast, start at the beginning. Because it's a whole like series. And you can see the evolution of it. And the relationships that I have. And the people that come in and out. So there's just been a lot of stuff that I've done. Um, probably... Probably like what the, there's a lot, but the one that just kind of jumped out at me was I went to a uh, sex club in uh, New Orleans and I didn't, I never thought that I'd be into voyeurism or anything like that, but you know, I I always thought, um, I wanted to just go, or I, as far as people watching me, mm-hmm. I didn't think, no, that doesn't, you know, cause they're like, oh, are you, you know, do you like to put on a show? And I'm like, no, no, I don't really think so. I don't think that's mm-hmm. my thing. But, you know, it's kind of fun to go when you're in a sex club, go with a partner and you're in a naughty place and you can touch each other and do things and, you know, things like that. Well, we went to the sex club and everybody, we were both, you know, he's very tall and I'm very tall and I had on four inch heels. So I was six, two and he's six, six. (laughs) So we're walking, you know, people notice us just because we're just our sheer height Mm -hmm. and, uh, and when people in a club, you know, in a sex club, people are always kind of trying to tell, well, what are they up for? Some people, everyone's there for different things and um, everyone's very respectful, but you know, they kind of, they'll kind of come in close to kind of try to figure out, is, are you up for this? What are you, what are you looking for? Do you want to do a threesome? You want to, you know, group swap, whatever. There's so much, but we, he and I were really hot for each other that night. And uh, we were just, you know, he had, he was pulling up my dress and fingering me and I was, and, and, and there were people that were literally just, I was up against the wall and they were, people were just like crowding around watching, but I was so into him and he was so into me and I knew they were there and they were just picking up on our, our heat between each other. And they were getting, getting off on watching it. And some of them were like literally right next to my shoulder, like I could, I could feel them breathing 
And I was literally dripping down my leg, just dripping. And I wasn't squirting. It was just sheer lubrication. I was so excited and so turned on and so hot in the moment. And I was just like, this is people watching me and him and I together and them seeing our chemistry is just turning me the fuck on big time. And I never knew, I never, it blew my mind. I never knew that I would get, that I even had that in me that, you know, like that was something that would get me going. And it did. It was just, yeah, that, that was a, that was a real hot night. That was such a good story. That was such a good story. <laughs> I'm over here like, woo. Just cooling off by myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Oh my God. That's fucking amazing. That's a, Did yeah. you go there with the intention of like having sex or doing sexual things in there? Or were you just going to watch and then you happened upon like becoming the person that people are watching? Well, we, you know, we, we kind of thought maybe it would be fun again. Like maybe we, maybe we would pick up a, a third, like maybe it would be mm-hmm. a, you know, a female, a random female. And again, that would go in, that would play into my randomness opportunity. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we do this, we don't even say, we don't even know her name and we leave. Mm-hmm, totally. Um, and then, and, or, uh, we, you know, we, we had really good communication. So we kind of knew, Hey, these are possibilities. These are things that are on the table. And then, then these are hard limits. These are things that aren't, you know, aren't an option. So, um, you know, like me making out with another guy, he didn't want that. He doesn't want to watch that. That's not, he's kind of an alpha guy. Like this isn't gonna, it's not going to be hot for him. So, um, you know, we just, we just talked about all that and, and, and you don't know when you go, we'd never been there before. You don't know, uh, how, what kind of people are going to be there, what the chemistry in the room is going to be like, you know, there's just a lot of unknowns, but we knew that at the worst case scenario, like we would, t- we were totally into each other. So we, we would, we could have fun. Um, and I thought we would get like a little private room and maybe, you know, have sex in there and people are like, you can pull a curtain. So, you know, people are out and can hear you, but they can't see you. That was kind of like my initial thought, but just ended up being into this huge, sexy, voyeuristic experience. And I was just like, yeah, you know, and he really knows my body. And he's like, oh, that's the wettest you've ever been. Like you were just, you were going crazy. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> that's amazing. No, that was amazing. Thank you yeah. so much for telling that story. That was cool. What yeah. a way to end this what a way episode. To- <laughs> oh my yeah. God. So if that doesn't make you want to overhaul your sex life, I don't know what will. That's right. You guys are fanning yourself. I, I know. That was, I have I have like a small little thing of being interested in voyeurism. So hearing that was like, yes. Tell your voyeurism story really quick. Your accidental <laughs> one. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so stupid. I was masturbating in like the middle of the morning and I was trying out a new position. So I was on my knees and my vibrator was in me and I was kind of like riding my vibrator. So in this, yeah. I got an orgasm from it that I had never hit a spot. I was having so much fun. I, no one was home. So I was loud. I was like, fuck yeah. Great yeah. start to my morning. But I didn't realize that my window was open. <laughs> my oh. blinds were up and my window faces stairs that people walk up. And this guy was out there and he's like, come on to his dog. <laughs> like, oh, oh. Like, I kind of liked that, but that was also not consensual on his part. Right. He did not want to hear that, probably. I was like, but also, you're welcome. I don't know. I feel very probably, conflicted. Oh, I think he probably enjoyed it. <laughs> but he was like, come on to his dog. Maybe like, he was going to go masturbate. And reciprocate, scream across yeah. the apartment complex. <laughs> yeah. I think that was like the best dog walk of his life. I know. That's what I'm going to envision. I was like waiting by my door to get like a complaint from the property manager. Like close. A $50 fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Public nudity fine. There's a noise but, ordinance. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the closest I've gotten. But I've really, I really like your story. <laughs> yes. Well, see, I, you know, I've, I've, as I listened to you guys talking about things on our pre the podcast we did before this with where I was interviewing you guys. I hear, I hear a lot of potential. (laughs) 
that's I do. That's very flattering. Yeah. I hear no, no. I mean, I hear. I'm like, oh, they've. Oh, yeah. I can already tell you what you're I'm like. I'm pretty sure if they try this, they're going to be really into, like I could I could pinpoint. You know, like like instead of doing your astrological chart, I could do your sex chart. Like, I would love nothing you know? more. Love nothing more than a sex chart. Just a brief yeah, rundown. You're like, you're like a. You know, voyeur with uh, with spit play rising. You know, <laughs> <laughs> never felt more seen in my life, Layla. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <sighs> well, well. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can our listeners continue to connect with you after the episode? Yes. Well, I am on all the major podcast uh, syndicators. So, but the biggest one that everyone kind of knows about is Apple iTunes. Uh, and it's uh, the Curious Girl Diaries. So you can just go to iTunes and get to it from there. But, and if you want to find me on my social media and any of the other podcast platforms, you can go to the easiest thing I always tell people to do is just go to the Curious Girl mm-hmm. and scroll down to the bottom. All my links are there. And if you uh, like like what you hear, or if you have any direct questions for me, I always encourage people to leave me a voicemail. I love voicemails. Uh, I will return everybody's voicemail personally, and I will answer your questions, usually within 72 hours. Oh, beautiful. I think I may be leaving you a voicemail about what I should try next, because <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can just be like, okay, Layla, it's me. Okay, here's what I want to know. Yeah, and I will, yeah, I'll, I will leave you a private message voicemail that comes back to you. Oh, Amazing. Gosh. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, it was such a pleasure. Who is still dying from her story? Oh, my God. Because I am. I'm still sweating. (laughs) Dripping. But that's nothing new. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not new for any of us. That's not new, and you all know that. Thank you so much to Layla for being on the podcast today and for sharing all of her stories and how to overhaul our sex life. And thank you to our listeners for sticking around. And we do have a request of you. If you have a few minutes and you have been loving the podcast, we would super appreciate it if you would take the time to send it to somebody else that you think would also enjoy the podcast. Just one person, Mm -hmm. just one friend, one family member, one ex-lover. We all have at least one person. You must have one. And if you don't, I don't care. We're here. Do it anyways. (laughs) I hope you're okay. (laughs) Just DM it to your enemy. Yeah, your enemy. (laughs) Just screenshot your favorite episodes and say, hey. Oh. This one's for you, baby. 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 <laughs> but it would actually really help us because mm-hmm. we want to spread this message as far and wide. All right, guys. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you uh, next yeah. week. Yep. Yep. Bye. Bye. Bye.